Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, today we're going to do a special update on the Wuhan virus. Uh, it's so fun to say, the Wuhan coronavirus. Uh, we're going to talk about what the media is portraying it as, uh, what it actually is, uh, what you need to be concerned about, what you need to know about. Uh, you've probably already read all about this, but I think it'll be a fun topic. So uh, we'll get into it today. Before we do today, um, we're not going to have a full episode today, but more of a special introduction. Um, but I do want to say uh, that uh, I really wanted to make a couple of uh, jokes about uh, you know, the the situation, but uh, on second thought, you know, I, I think it's it's probably not the time for jokes, so we're gonna avoid any. And besides, you know, you know, here in America, I don't think we can throw stones. You know, we're living in our glass house. Uh, they're having in China, they're having this outbreak of this virus, and uh, you know, in America, we're seeing measles and mumps and pertussis and and. I mean, we're close to having polio come back all because Karen from the mom's vaccine choice Facebook group says that it's a bad idea because it might cause autism. So uh, I can't really make any jokes about the situation uh, because, man, we we don't even have our own act together. So anyways, we're going to jump into today's podcast today. Sorry, no jokes. Uh, not a really joking topic. So uh, we'll get into it today. The primary Care Podcast is written and edited by a family physician for an audience of other physicians, nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, residents, and medical students interested in primary care topics. This is not a podcast for patients and should not be used as medical advice. This is also a personal podcast, produced on my own time and solely reflecting my personal opinions. Statements of this podcast do not reflect the views or policies of my employer, past or present, or any other organization with which I may be affiliated. Thank you for listening to the Primary Care Podcast. I'm Dr. Mark List, here to bring you the latest news, guidelines, and updates from primary care sources around the globe. Keeping it under 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry and I'm not that smart. All right, all right, all right, all right. So let's get into it. Um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about this uh, whole Wuhan virus, uh, so bear with me. Um, as you know, this is a, uh, a respiratory virus that's causing uh, havoc over in a city in China called Wuhan, Wuhan, Wuhan. Uh, it's a city of 15 million people that I did not know existed until today, or last week, sorry. Um, so again, surprise, here's 15 million people you didn't even know existed in the town that you didn't even know existed. Um, but, uh, such is life, I guess. So, you know, obviously this virus has now spread. Um, it's now the WHO today, as I record this on a, uh, Thursday night, January 30th, um, has said that it's now a worldwide, uh, public health emergency. Uh, it's going to be a global pandemic. Uh, and so what do we need to know? What about it? Um, so the latest figures as of about a minute ago, um, there's at least 9,320 people around the world who have been infected, um, and at least 212 people have died, uh, all in China, um, which uh, means that the death toll has now surpassed the that of the SARS epidemic. Now, that was over a year-long period, and now it's spread to at least uh, 18 different countries, 98 confirmed cases, most of those in isolation. Um now, what is this? Obviously, the coronavirus is that's causing this Wuhan Wuhan city virus. The coronavirus is responsible for the SARS epidemic and the MERS epidemic. Um, those were uh, really containable and 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 were were really uh, found and contained early, um, but all the same virus. Uh, we're going to get into some of the early statistics, um, but what to know? Obviously, it's just a regular old respiratory virus with a cough fever, shortness of breath, um, nothing crazy. Uh, you know, nobody's bleeding out of their eyes or out of their rectums. Um, it seemingly is hurting uh, old people the most. Uh, most of the people who have been infected or at least have been killed by it have been older, uh, older people over the age of 65, mostly. Um, the important thing to remember with this virus is that uh, you have to really take all statistics with a grain of salt. 
um, because of where this is coming from. Uh, China tends to cover things up. Now they've done uh, a lot better in the past week or so about releasing information, allowing the WHO to come in. But um, the first week, I think there was a lot of cover-up and a lot of things that uh, were not were not released to the rest of the world that probably should have. Now, what do I mean by that? Uh, you know, this number of 9,320 9, people who have the virus, uh, you can almost bet that that number is higher. Now, we're not talking like a factor of like three or four higher, but that number is probably higher. Not only because it's difficult to trust Chinese statistics uh, when it comes to the exact counts, uh, not that they're probably now being uh, forth worst and uh, uh, forthcoming and honest about things, uh, which I do think they are, um, but I think it's more of a testament to this is just a regular old respiratory virus. Um, this is, uh, you know, it's happening at the same time that other respiratory viruses are going on. You know, across the world, we're seeing influenza season going on. Uh, in China, it's not as hot of a season, but there's still a lot of other respiratory viruses going on. And so we're definitely seeing and diagnosing probably most of the severe cases. All the hospitalized cases, I'm assuming, are being diagnosed. Um, but I can imagine there are hundreds, if not thousands, of cases that have not been diagnosed yet that are likely more mild and haven't been to the hospital, haven't been hospitalized or to the ER yet, um, and certainly have not died yet of the um, uh, the virus and probably recovered. Uh, that's probably what that means. Um, of those 212 people, again, most have been geriatric patients, uh, mostly have had other comorbidities, but again, uh, facts are pretty, spare, are pretty sparse, and I hesitate to put too much into this. Um, there's a couple of statistics that's really important. We talk about epidemics, especially uh, viral respiratory epidemics. Um, and number one is the R0 or the RO, uh, depends on who you talk to. I thought it was the R0, the uh, how contagious the virus is. How, if you have a single person, how many people are they likely to infect around them in a short period of time? Um, the lower the number, the less, the, least, uh, the less contagious it is. The higher the number, the more contagious it is. Um, I thought it was R0 based on how it looks, but I heard somebody really smart from the CDC on TV call it the RO um, statistic. So I, what do I know? I guess we'll listen to the smart guy, not the dumb guy. Um, the smart guy on TV, not the dumb guy on the podcast. Um, and then the more important number, I think, is the mortality number, the percentage of people who contract the disease who then go on to die from the disease. That's a very, very, very important number when we talk about epidemics. Um, how does this epidemic look compared to others? Well, Obviously, if 212 people have died and there's 9,320 people at least who have this disease, that's a mortality of about 2%. Now, that's pretty bad. Uh, influenza is about historically 0.1%, uh, a lot higher in certain pandemics like the swine flu, for example, or you know, the Spanish flu, a lot higher epidemic levels, uh, or higher mortality rates, which we'll talk about. Uh, SARS, MERS, uh, had slightly higher um, had slightly higher uh, rates of, of mortality. Um, the SARS epidemic was close to 10%. Um, so when we talk about uh, it being, it's, it doesn't seem to be as severe. And again, I think that these, um, that these infectious rates, you know, I talked about 9,000 people being infected. I actually think it's a lot more than that. So I think the mortality rate is actually a lot less. And it's also important to know that this is in, this is in a uh, big city urban China. This is not in a first world country who has a good healthcare system and uh, adequate access to healthcare. Um, I think that as we get to bigger countries, I think the mortality rates will go down significantly. I think that you can probably bank on this being well under 1% if it was ever in America. And again, targeted towards the old and the frail and the sick. Um, 
this uh, from a burden standpoint uh, compared to what China deals with every year for influenza? We're talking a fraction of the same amount of cases that influenza uh, infects in China. And yet, uh, again, a lot more press about it, which we'll get to at the end of this talk. Um, again, influenza season in the United States is uh, pretty deadly. Uh, you know, they talk about um, this year there's uh, 34, 35,000 people um, during last, sorry, last year's influenza uh, campaign. There was about um, 34 to 35,000 people died um, of influenza. That's a low mortality rate in this country. Again, it's less than 0.1% or in that range. Um, but again, still important to still important to know that, uh, you know, that we're probably not talking about, you know, a factor of 10% or 10 times higher than flu va- flu mortality. It's probably just going to be a, a much more ver- much more severe version of the influenza. The key part, though, is that uh, early research, and this was uh, New England Journal of Medicine, um, uh, produced this uh, report today, um, that it appears that the uh, basic reproductive number, that R0, that that RO, as the smart people call it, is about 2.2. Now, if you're like me, who's not a virologist and not an epidemiologist, that, that reproductive number of 2.2 meant absolutely nothing. Confidence interval, by the way, is 1.4 to 3.9. And we're working on really crappy statistics. Um, so we don't really know if that's a good number or not. So that confidence, confidence interval of one and a half to three and a half, uh, almost four is a pretty important confidence interval, but 2.2 as being the general baseline. Um, by comparison, uh, there's a beautiful little contagiousness graph that I'm pulling up right now um, of uh, normal viruses that we've seen. This was from the microbo- the microbe scope who, who produced this. Um, anyways, the uh, standard coronavirus that caused SARS had a R0 or RO of around three, just under three, and had a mortality rate of about 10%. So this is seemingly less severe than even that. Uh, influenza has an RO of about one and a mortality rate of about zero, 0. 0.1. So again, pretty low. Swine flu was a lot more contagious, about 1.5. The common cold has an R0 of about two. So uh, again, but mortality rates almost 0%. And we all know if anybody's ever had a kid in daycare or in school, yeah, the common cold is incredibly contagious and spreads like wildfire when it gets into places. Um, hand, foot, mouth, as we know, incredibly contagious. That runs through daycares and schools. Hand, foot, mouth has an RO of four, but again, a mortality of less than 0.01%. Very, very low. Um, uh, what about measles, right? I did a whole talk on measles earlier in the podcast. If you didn't listen to it, shame on you. Go listen to it. Um, but that mortality rate, again, historically, is just under 1%. Uh, in modern medicine, that rate is way less than 0.1% or you know, 0.1% or a fraction of 0.1%. So um, again, uh, that RO, though, how infectious measles is, nine, nine. So even though uh, Karen on Facebook might be really worried about... Uh, uh, about this um, coronavirus epidemic. Uh, she certainly doesn't seem to be too worried about measles coming back and her parental choice and uh, her non-vaccinating sense. Uh, the darn Karens. I'm sorry if her name's Karen. I'm not actually meaning you, but you know, the, in the generic, you know, mom advocate who focuses more on uh, naturopathic essential oils than on vaccinations. Uh, Chickenpox shingles is about eight and a half. Um, so when we talk about... Uh, uh, an RO or a, how contagious this is. This is pretty contagious, a lot more than influenza, 
but a little bit more contagious than the common cold, but nothing dramatic, apocalyptic numbers, uh, at least as all the statistics say. So nothing that can't be contained, nothing that is uh, dramatic. Um, and again, mortality rates, we're not talking about crazy, super duper amazing um, rates of, of mortality like SARS, uh, but we're talking, you know, more on the line of uh, more on the line of a, a very, 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 very bad pandemic year for influenza like the Spanish flu year. Um, let's talk about uh, another one that we thankfully have vaccinations for. Polio um, has an RO or an R0 of three and a half with a mortality rate of uh, over 20 percent. Uh, depending on the strain and depending on the year, uh, but that's historically. Um, so again, uh, pretty pretty detailed statistics there. Hopefully it didn't bore too many people. Now, uh, let's talk about the media responses real quick. People are acting like this is the end of the world. People are acting like we've never seen a virus like this before, that this is the end of human civilization. I read a Facebook comment, or sorry, a Twitter comment on a story about uh, them bringing Americans home on a plane to be quarantined from Wuhan City. And uh, there was a woman named Jessica, a real person did not look like a bot or a Russian troll, who was typing in all caps, screaming that the U.S. government should shoot this plane down. And when people said that that was never going to happen and that she was a lunatic, she said, sacrifices must be made. So, I mean, this is the type of insanity that people are being driven to for a virus that's really, I mean, probably when it comes to America is going to be uh, more contagious and a little bit worse than the influenza virus, but not that bad. Um, I think this is going to be way overhyped. And I think that, again, as long as we know if your patient's been traveling, been exposed to it, put them in a mask, isolate them, tell them not to come to the clinic. There is no treatment, supportive measures only. Um, if they can't breathe, or they feel like they're declining, send them, to the, send them to the hospital, have them wear a mask before they get there. Um, but they don't. There is no treatment for this. Steroids aren't helpful. Uh, albuterol is not helpful. If they have it, basically put a mask on them, tell them to go home and isolate themselves and their whole family. Report it to the state governments. Uh, get get the local authorities involved. There's nothing that you can do for this, and there's nothing that you have to do for this. Most people are absolutely surviving. Uh, this is not a life-threatening illness for the majority of people, especially young, healthy people. Um, for your older patients, uh, probably hospitalization for the severe respiratory cases. But I think the mortality rate in the United States is going to be way under 1%. Um, I think that this will be a, a big blip in the radar. And uh, again, uh, I think the best medicine is going to be no medicine or very little medicine, except for the very severe cases. So um, hopefully this is a good update for the Wuhan virus, give you some statistics about what we know. And what uh, I can almost guarantee that we will see at some point um, there will be some cases that spread in the United States. I don't think we're going to contain this completely. I, I do think that we will have some cases in the United States um, that are spread person to person. I think they'll control it and keep it isolated, but uh, I think this is a little bit too contagious to completely contain. But you know, I think we'll, I think the numbers will crack at least 20 or 30,000 in China and some other countries around the world. Um, but in general, I think that they'll be able to keep in a handle on this. Um, and hopefully this will drive to another vaccine for coronavirus. Because obviously, uh, between this and SARS and MERS, uh, the coronavirus is, uh, is a pandemic waiting to happen. So uh, we'll probably control the worst of it. It'll be okay. But uh, um, don't panic. Everything's fine. This is not that bad. And uh, hopefully I won't have to eat my words in two months and come back and talk about how wrong I was. Uh, and I'll be uh, coughing on a ventilator or something like that. So uh, anyways, let me know if you have any feedback at uh, primarycarepod at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, uh, we'll sign off today saying you don't have to stay up all night to stay up to date. 